Hi, everybody. I'm Paul Goble. <laughs> I'm David Bax. Welcome to Hey, Watch This. Uh, what a day. How come every every Sunday the weather is always shitty? Why is that? I don't know. Last weekend it was like this too. Yeah, you're right. It rained. I remember last Sunday it rained like all morning. I was almost going to call you and say, don't come over. It's too rainy. <laughs> Not in a good mood. And today I would have been surprised. And you were kind of in a bad mood before you got here. I just feel stupid. I literally... <laughs> Okay, so this week's shows that we're talking about are Damien and Broad City. Right. Now, Damien's the premiere. Broad City is episode four of the season. Of season what? Three? Three. Yeah. So I hadn't... At the time, last week, I hadn't watched any of this season. Oh, okay. So what I did is I watched the first three episodes of Broad City. So you could catch up. To catch up. Then I watched Damien when it premiered. Mm Mm-hmm. And then... Today, I got on my bike and started writing here and realized, oh wait, I haven't watched the Broad City episode we're actually talking about, so I had to go back home, text you that I was going to be late, and I had to bike back home, watch it, and then I just drove here because it was running so late by that point. Well, you were only 10 minutes late, it was like you were an an entire 30 minutes late, that's funny, Uh, but you saw it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Good, but All we'll right. talk about that in a little bit. Good. I uh, I saw some things. I saw 10 Cloverfield Lane. So did I. What'd you think? I really liked it. I liked it, too. I mean, uh, you know, I, did you see uh, the first one in the theaters? Uh, yeah. Not, not to say that they're connected, but they, they clearly are. are. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they are, but that you don't have to like the know or like the first one to... But they're not even... I think they are, aren't they? Well, here, let's talk about it. Here's the thing is we can't... It's, yeah. It is too early to give a spoiler for 10 Cloverfield. Well, I'll say I this. If, it is too... Like, there are a lot of spoilers that you can give, and okay. it is too early to give them. Let, so, I, to me, I feel like I understand how some of the tone is similar to Cloverfield. Yes. But I don't think it's taking place in the same... Like, at the same time, or... No, I totally disagree. We'll have that conversation off the air. Yeah. But let me ask you this. Now, Brooke said she didn't really enjoy the movie because... And this isn't a spoiler. As we all know, Mary Elizabeth Winstead wakes up in this bunker. Uh-huh. And John Goodman tells her, don't go outside because you, you'll die. We all know that, right? right. That's yeah, the that's trip. the premise. Yeah. Okay, so she spends a good portion of the movie figuring, trying to figure out if that's real or not. Uh-huh. But Brooks said, because of the previous Cloverfield movie and J.J. Abrams and all that, she knew. She was like, well, of course there's something out there. We saw in the other Cloverfield movie, there's monsters running around. So clearly, John Goodman's not just crazy. Huh. Did that kind? Did, because, did you well, feel any is, of that? I, I guess because I know the backstory that this movie was not in any way conceived to be. Part yeah, of it's Cold based Field on game. a yeah a, was, a pre pre written script, and, and they were they were like already halfway through shooting it before I think it, <laughs> there was any decision to like make it part of the same universe. Yes. So I think I went in not. I wasn't thinking about Cloverfield at all hmm. from 2008 okay. or whatever. I, I, wasn't, I didn't think about it once, so that didn't occur to me. Well, I really liked Cloverfield, so... See, I didn't. Oh, so that's that makes sense. I'm, that's the good thing about this movie, is if you didn't like Cloverfield, this won't yes, be ruined. You that's can, what, yeah, that's what I would say. I, mean, my, um, I saw it with Mrs. Howell, and she really liked it, and she never even saw Cloverfield. Yeah, and it's and it's not a found footage movie, so... Yeah, thank God. I think that's... The, I, I think I was over found yeah. footage... So, and that one made people sick. That one was basically there's Blair Witch, and then that's about. It. <laughs> like, well, there was that one with Jennifer Carpenter, where uh, she went in that house and they were all everybody got sick, the plague uh, or something. Was that called Quarantine? Quarantine, yeah, which no, is no. a remake of a Spanish movie. Quarantino? No, that one's called Rec. Quarantino? R E C Rec. 
like the um, but yeah, I heard people got cool. sick. Mike Schmidt has a problem with that. He can't. He like he couldn't sit through Blair Witch because he got sick. And uh, stared. Yeah, down. I remember I was actually at a press screening that Mike Schmidt was at. Um, he was covering for um, Comedy Film Nerds uh-huh. uh, VHS that found footage anthology. Oh right, thing, and he didn't stay for the whole movie. He left. Yeah. He's got an inner ear disorder. Well, I'll say, that, yeah, you didn't miss anything, Mike. Well, here's what I thought would be cool if they made like all because I did some reading about it, of course, when I got home. But if they made all these Cloverfield-ish movies, movies with the name Cloverfield in the title, and at some point you saw why it's that. Like in this case, obviously, that's where he lives, Ten Cloverfield Lane, or that's an address at some point in the movie, obviously. But wouldn't it be cool if they kept making these movies, but they were all different kinds? Like the next one is just is a full-on action movie where dudes are battling aliens with right, guns, right? Right. Yeah. And then in the, and then the next ones maybe like a super prequel takes place out in space or under the. New York Harbor or wherever these monsters have come from, right? I love it. Wouldn't that be a great idea? Yeah, that's kind of like what um, I think uh, what John Carpenter had initially envisioned for the Halloween franchise. That's why Halloween Three has. That's why he did that. Them, hmm. Because the, his idea was it was a franchise of horror movies that take place around Halloween, but, but and are tangential, even just barely. Because what? Because there was something. About, I know Halloween Three at least had a nod to the first yeah, two maybe. movies. Yeah, I haven't seen it like, like showed a, a mask or some shit. Yeah, I do love Halloween Three, but like apparently Halloween <laughs> Three season of the witch was going to be the second one, but I think the the financers said. This first thing's a hit. You've got to make another Michael Myers thing. Then you, then we'll let you do what you want. Yeah. Uh, so I would love it if it was just Cloverfield just meant these are a variety of creepy stories that um, may or may not involve you know, some sort of <laughs> alien invasion or some right. sort of attack. They, the only thing they really all have in common is people fighting for their lives. Because uh-huh. the great thing about, again, I'm going to say this last thing. The great thing about 10 Cloverfield Lane is how the movie completely changes, like probably three or four times. Yeah. Oh, First it's so like weird. a locked room mystery. Then that mystery is solved. And then it's like a different kind of mystery. Then it's an action movie. And then it turns into another movie, a better action movie. It's <laughs> yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah. And, and oh, the three leads are all yeah. fantastic. Three people in it. I didn't even recognize that dude from the newsroom. I swear to God. We I- got... We got Every home. Every week this comes up somehow. I never watched the newsroom. Yeah. I didn't know he was on the newsroom. Well, that's the only thing I ever watched him on. Um, he was in that movie Short Term 12. Yeah, that's what Brooke said. Uh, what, yeah, what, that's what, what I remember him from. Because in the newsroom, of course, he was, you know, a smart-ass, fast-talking newsroom guy. He was the complete mm-hmm. opposite of this character. But we got home and I went, oh, I didn't even recognize that guy. And she goes, yeah, from the guy from Short Term 12. Yeah. But they were all great. Yeah. And I like and how was, oh, that's he was it. also, um, did you watch Olive Kittredge? The, yeah, uh, yeah, he was their son. Yeah, he was a son. Yeah, he was yeah. very good in that. So it is a good movie, and I suggest everybody watch it. Uh, I also watched Hap and Leonard. Oh, yeah? It was not so good. I, I just okay. watched the second episode last night, and it the second episode made it made me like it a little more, but the it's just really poorly written, and it's 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 more, you know, style than substance, you know what I mean? It's countrified, and it's got Michael K. Williams, and... You know, they live in the South, and he his character is gay, so they're basically playing that old Omar trope again. Big, tough, black mm-hmm. black guy is gay in right. this area where people don't really like gay people. Um, but Christine Hendricks is super sexy, so if that's, you know, high on your list of reasons to watch a show, <laughs> like it is for me, uh, then you should definitely watch it. Um, but Jimmy Simpson is also on it. And this crazy side story that I have no idea what's going on. So I don't know if I'll keep watching it. But I can't in good conscience recommend it. 
But there, I know there are some people who are going to love it. And okay. it's that kind of show, you know, that weirdos love. Yeah. Uh, and wait, and there was something else I watched that was new. Was there a new show? Oh, yeah, the one we're going to talk about. <laughs> okay. okay. What did you do? Uh, did you watch The Return of the Last Man on Earth? Yep. How good was that? Right? The best. Uh, the whole episode is about Jason Sudeikis. Yeah, and he meets up with Mark Boone Jr. Which is um, great, yeah. And then J- again, <laughs> Jake Tremblay from Room shows up and is a hallucination of young Will Forte. Which, and that probably was my favorite thing because he was hallucinating what his older brother used to do to him when they were kids uh-huh. and his older brother was just a big a dickhead when he was a little <laughs> yes. kid as he is now he's yeah. equally the same dickhead that was brilliant and you know Sudeikis and it was all believable too you know obviously he comes spoiler alert he comes down from space yeah. and meets Mark Boone Jr. from uh, Sons of Anarchy but it was all believable Hollywood fixture Mark Boone Jr. I don't know if you Really? I, I lived in Hollywood for five years, and I feel like he's the guy. Really? Well, he's easy to around. spot. Yeah. There are other people who were also just as uh, around, <laughs> but, but not so easy to spot. Yeah. I just saw this funny video. You know who Orny Adams is? Uh-huh. As uh, a comedian. Yeah, he's a funny comedian, but he's best known amongst teenage girls as the coach on Teen Wolf. Oh, I didn't girls, know that. Yeah, my, he's, he's great on the show. But, you know, it's not a show for old men like me. Right. But because he is an old man, he's the only really adult on the show. So he's he's the coach of their lacrosse team, I guess. Okay. So because he's he's like the Mr. Belding of the show, of Teen Wolf. So all teenage girls know who he is, not from his comedy or from the great comic documentary, comedian documentary or anything, but from that fucking show. So he posted this video on Facebook. He said, it's him in a mall. It's his POV of him walking in a mall. And you hear him say, I love doing this when I'm on the road. And these two teenage girls walk by and he goes, he's shooting him. He goes, oh, I really like your sweatshirt. And they look up and go, thanks. And then they realize who he is. And as he's walking and filming them, they're looking behind him with their mouths wide open. (laughs) Because they're saying, what the fuck is the coach from Teen Wolf doing in Minnesota? What is going on? And he says later on he took a picture. But I find that very funny that... You know, this particular girls know him from that. But they didn't even notice him until he said that. Yeah. So there's probably a lot of guys like that. But Mark Boone Boone Jr. is pretty hard to miss. Um, But I love that they did the... They they had, you know, the two cliffhangers at the end of the fall finale, whatever you want to call it, the mid-season finale. Uh And came back and only addressed one of them. The one that involves no regular cast members other than... Yeah. I guess Jason Sudeikis is a regular now. But uh, it reminded me of something that... I mean, Lost used to do that all the time. You know, have they had a season-ending cliffhanger that they didn't even address for like a couple weeks right. in the next season. Right. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fun thing. And I really, I really love... I talked about this on the Battleship Retention a little bit because um, it came up. It feels increasingly like... They had to make the first season a more of a traditional sitcom mm-hmm. in its, you know, even though the premise is not non traditional, right? But the week to week stories and jokes and mini premises or whatever plots had to be more traditional to sort of prove to Fox, like yeah. prove to the network, this is what we're doing. And, and now that work. they got renewed, and they, it's funny, yeah. And and now they got renewed, they get to make the show that I think they yeah. were always making. This the, this show now is the. Fulfilling the promise of that pilot, right? You know what I mean, in <laughs> yeah. the way that the a lot of the big chunk of the there'll probably be dead bodies. We'll probably see a dead body or two now that yeah, they yeah, yeah. have permission to do shit like yeah. that. Um, it's such a it's such a great. It's like I said, like we both said when the show started, 
It's a fucking marathon. You gotta stick with it because <laughs> yeah. it's going to pay off. And yeah. some things they don't always pay off. But like the affair, I don't know if you watched the affair on Showtime. Uh, no, I haven't. I, w- the, I want to. I it seems to. like the entire first season is just set up, introducing you to these characters, but not just here's the dad, here's the guy, the the wife, here's the woman he sleeps with, but exactly who they are and why they do things. Right. And then when the second season rolls around, and basically this shit has already happened, and now we're a year later, and now the show is really starting, huh. how they're all reacting to the affair. And it's really fucking good. That's kind of how I felt about The Shield. Mm. The Shield is yeah. like two seasons of Vic Mackey doing bad shit, and right. five seasons of him trying not to get caught for what he did for the first two seasons. Yeah, and it's really, honestly, I think the sh- it's, it's funny that you point that out, because I think it, The Shield was the first show to start doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, it was the first big drama on FX, or on basic cable to get you know notoriety like that that people were like ooh I gotta check this out so they gave him leeway and I think like you said yeah the first two seasons they wanted to shock people and have people talk about it and then what's his name Sean Ryan Uh, was like okay here's what I'm doing for the rest of the show this is my plan you know he had that entire thing planned out right yeah you know and it it all paid off the last season of The Shield is fucking amazing it really is You, you look around and go what the fuck did I just watch um the other thing I watched uh, just last night, I um, watched for the first time in years. I sat down and watched <laughs> a Saturday Night Live from beginning to end. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. I heard some funny stuff. It's not, there is some funny stuff. It's not funny stuff. But what is amazing to me because I am, you know, um, a man in his thirties and have, I haven't really been paying attention. Ariana Grande is like a real talent. Like, she is seriously talented, good. not yeah. just as a singer, which I kind of knew from the song she did with The Weeknd. Like, I kind of knew, and I knew that's not uh-huh. break free. Like, she completely sang very well. But she's funny. Yeah. She does impressions. She does a Jennifer Lawrence. They do a Celebrity Family Feud. It's I guess they're just... They, they're not doing Celebrity Jeopardy anymore. Now they're doing yeah, yeah, yeah. Celebrity Family Feud. Well, because because Keenan Steve Harvey is very <laughs> yeah, funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she plays Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, and it's hilarious. That's cool. It, it's, oh, I, I can't I'm, wait to see. I feel like I'm probably... Years behind, yes. No, well, you gotta remember. I have just discovered that Ariana Grande is incredibly talented. If you watch that show that she was on, uh, Victorious on Nickelodeon, that was her first big break, okay. But wait, wasn't she the like second fiddle in a different show before that? No, 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 or am I thinking I have it the other way around because she was on that show while what's her name, uh, was on iCarly, the girl who we watched in that grown up show on Netflix, whatever it was called. Remember all the adults were dying? Yeah. Jeanette McCurdy, that's her name. Oh, right. Jeanette yeah. McCurdy was the second fiddle on iCarly, and and uh, Ariana Grande was not the second fiddle, but a supporting character on Victorious. When those shows went off the air, the two of them were on Sam and Cat together. Cat. It was basically okay. a spinoff, and they ran a babysitting service or whatever, but same characters. Uh, Ariana Grande was Cat, but by then they both were starting to explode, so the show yeah. only went a season... But oh, she, the, uh, she's yeah, she's really funny. I met her when I went to see a taping of Victorious, and she colored in my tattoo. Huh. True story. Um, you haven't watched it yet, but uh, the no. the opening monologue, um, Ariana Grande and uh, Keenan talk a little bit about starting a Nickelodeon. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was just watching um, uh, uh, Crazy Ex Girlfriend last week's episode where she does this rap battle with this girl from New York who comes in and they're lawyers. Okay. But then it becomes a rap battle uh-huh. and it's fucking amazing. 
because they're they call it a Jap battle because <laughs> they're both Jewish. <laughs> um, but the girl who is her, you know, her enemy, her nemesis, uh, went to Burroughs. She's a, a local chick from Burbank. But I was looking at her and I said, "Wait a minute!" Since her first credit was in 1987. How is that possible? That's the year after I graduated high school. And I look, and it's Unsolved Mysteries. The year she was born, <laughs> she played a baby in a reenactment on... Because her next gig wasn't for like nine years later. Right. But she's been acting, and but she, she was, had the bug. She had the bug. But <laughs> the reason I bring it up is because she was on all that with Keenan and... Yeah. Uh, what's her name? Amanda... Amanda, 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 Amanda. Okay, what's her name? You know what I'm talking I about. Know, I didn't have cable Bynes. Crazy up. Amanda Bynes. I didn't her. have cable, so. Yeah, it's funny to see those kids growing up. She, I heard they did a sketch that, like, just like when Bruno Mars was on, where they were working at Pandora and everything went down and she had to impersonate everybody. Uh, they did a title sketch. I didn't know they had done that with Bruno Mars. That it was, was funny. It was there. It was Sudeikis and three of them are working and they go, oh no, everything's down. What do oh. we do? That's the exact same sketch yeah. they did last night. That's probably Ernie Grande said, I want to do that sketch Bruno did. Let's do it again. It's just an excuse for her to do impressions, though. Yeah. As long as they're good, yeah. I don't care. I'm fine with that. That's what SNL is. Um, all right. You want to talk about Damien? Briefly. Can I tell you? <laughs> I yeah. want to apologize to everyone who yeah. watched the show that I had anything to do with. You can ask Mrs. Howell. I watched, on Friday night, I watched about half of it. And then, like, she was, like, falling asleep. So, like, I paused it to, like, say goodnight to her. And you can ask Mrs. Howell. She, I was, like, mad at you. I, <laughs> I and like, I don't blame what? you. I was, like, I Everyone was. She's making, my, my wife was mad at me. I was mad at myself. I was mad at the TV. I was mad at everyone. In, I was mad at Sam Neill for being in the, the third aid Damien movie. <laughs> I was mad at everyone involved. This thing was the biggest piece of shit. And that is saying a lot, it's, considering the piece of shits we have watched. Because, I mean, it's... The whole idea is pretty stupid to begin with. But we know with Hannibal that you can take an idea that everybody's going and make something good. But this isn't even half of... Like, it's, it's... It feels like it's not even half a show. It feels like they didn't have the screenplay ready in time, doesn't it? Like, yeah. And the acting's terrible. I'm not going to pussyfoot it. Yeah. Every person on that show is a shitty actor. But no, even good actors like Sam Anderson, uh, yeah. because I feel like they made it, like, one, I feel like they did everything in one take. Like, it seems so sloppy. Yeah, it really it did. so unfinished. Yeah, yeah. and it, what it seemed like, obviously they want to do, they want to get the same success they have with Bates Motel. Uh-huh. Take an already existing premise change it, you know, do it some sort of prequel, change it any way you want, make it crazy and weird. But this, in this case, they said, well, we can't really, you know, considering there were three Damien movies and he became a man in all of them, right. you know, unlike Psycho where there, there, there were prequels, but that does, no one really cares. Well, the, no one really cares about the Damien sequels either. Like True. The Omen sequels. Like, I, I do get the impression that this show is... Based on like the first movie, one, the first movie exists, right? And anything else doesn't because they show all they show clips. Obviously, they got the rights, yeah, to yeah. the property and to the first movie. Maybe they didn't get the rights to the other movies, and so they're just going to pretend they don't exist. Because in the third one, he was working for the government. He was a ambassador, right? 
I never saw the third one. Oh, yeah. I, I, I saw the second one once, and I don't, I don't really remember it. When uh, he was a grown-up. In the second one, he was like a teenager okay, in, yeah. in boy, at a boy's school. Oh, and yeah, the third yeah, one, right. Sam Neill, was him, grown-up. Yeah, I didn't. He's a new ambassador to France or some shit. I've seen the first Omen multiple times, even though I think it's not that great a movie. It ha- but it has some really memorable stuff. No, and it's scary as fuck when the dogs are ripping people There's apart. There's scary and, stuff, and yeah. the It's All For You thing is scary. Absolutely. Um, the, the most... The best part of the original movie is Jerry Goldsmith's music, oh. and I, I, I guess I would say the best part of the show was Bear McCreary's music, who was clearly instructed to emulate Jerry yeah. Goldsmith. Like it's 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 not that. Uh, no, you're right. It's, it's the same. Yeah, By the way, I, I saw I watched this Friday night after seeing Ten Cloverfield Lane, uh-huh. both scored by Bear McCreary. Wow, I had a Bear McCreary. Yeah. Act. I mean, I will say the music was working hard to try to make up for yeah. what the rest of the show lacked, but it clearly wasn't enough. It was doing all the heavy lifting. It's whatever the fuck they're trying to do with him being in fucking Turkey or wherever the fuck they were, and that old lady was Damascus. there, and then she's back again. That is too confusing. And the way they're basically retconning it to connect with the first movie is fucking nonsense. It makes no sense, and yet everybody in the movie, everybody on the show goes, "Oh, right!" Like they explain things, like on Lost, when they they finally explain something, at least you were able to go, "Oh, okay, that's bullshit," but at least it makes sense, uh-huh. you know. What I mean, or or that doesn't make sense, but at least I know, at least I now I know what that is about. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. the Black Monster, the first episode. We all shit ourselves figuring out what that was. The smoke monster, right. right? What's that noise? What's that thing? When it finally was revealed exactly what it was, which really wasn't even much of an exactness, yeah. we all went, all right, well, good enough. <laughs> we were all like, okay, I wonder what that was, and I got my answer, so fine. But whatever they're doing on Damien, it's going to come out and everyone's going to go, what? That, how does that even make any sense? Whereas all the characters on the show go, Oh my god, that means this, and that, and this. Shut up. You don't know what you're saying. That's what makes me the maddest. You know Sam Anderson goes, I have no idea what this fucking means in this script, but okay, let's go ahead. Because it's all bullshit. None of yeah. it makes sense. Well, at least, I mean, he... He, this is a one and done for him. He got his oh, that's right. He got his throat ripped out by Rottweilers. So and his blood go. splattered on a crucifix. I like that. I like the show was willing to be sacrilegious, but uh, <laughs> that's he's the antichrist. That's yeah. the other thing. In all three of the movies, I mean, in the first one, I guess he can get away with it because he's a kid. Uh-huh. But by the time he's a teenager, and certainly in the third movie, he knows he's the antichrist, and he's right. All Here they for have to it. say that basically, for some reason, after the events of the first movie, his memory, yeah, is gone. But even that, they don't, they don't, they don't. It doesn't seem clear because it seems like when that woman grabs him in Damascus, all these memories come flooding back. But then yeah. when he's talking to his ex-girlfriend, he's like, this is why I couldn't be with you. And it's like, what, what? You didn't know about this. Like, what do you mean? It's right. Why he... All I knew was something was weird. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, it's, it, it's really And also, weird. I mean, I'm no biblical scholar, but from everything I know about the Antichrist, he knows he's a bad guy. It's not like some kid grows up and all of a sudden goes, oh shit, I'm the Antichrist. Oh no, darn it. I have to bring doom upon the world. No, very early on, this kid goes, I'm an evil motherfucker. I can control dogs. I can start fires. Uh I'm the fucking Antichrist, bitches. Bring it. 
Uh-huh. And he does what Donald Trump has been doing this whole time. He knows he's the Antichrist. He's a bad person. This guy in this show, he seems like a nice guy. Right, they want to make him a, like an anti-hero. He's the anti-Antichrist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't believe I just thought of that. Um, That's why the show is bullshit. He's what, the good Antichrist. <laughs> I want to say something nice about the show. Well, it's we only tough. have... I'd like to keep it under an hour. <laughs> it's it's tough. Um <laughs> Because it, even this wasn't done well, but I love, or not in love, I respect that they set up this romantic lead. His ex-girlfriend, you know, comes back into his life, uh, and then killed her off. Yeah. I, that's, that, it's a good but that's only, fake. But that's only so him and the sister can constantly be fighting the whole time. Okay. And have like a you know a fucking moonlighting style relationship, which they're not good enough to pull off. Right. It's just constant fighting and fucking sour looks at each other, and then uh, not like the show's going to be on long enough for anything yeah. to happen. So it's going to go away faster than those who kill. Uh, <laughs> um, I find it funny that you had to search to say something good because you're talking about this show like it's a woman. You say uh, I respect. Basically, uh-huh. what you're saying is this show is an ugly fucking woman. Well, I would never say that. Right? But I like that they blah, blah, blah. It's like like you would never say a woman is ugly, but you might go, oh, look at that young lady. I like her dress. That's what this show is for you. <laughs> you know, if the show was a woman, you would never say how bad it is. But that's that's exactly what it is. I guess you're right. I want to say something nice. <laughs> and this show is like when I we talk about a girl on TV or whatever, and I call her a butterface, and you go, oh, that's not nice. That's what this show is. Yeah, like, okay. But the show's not a butterface because nothing about it is good. It's a butt everything. <sighs> This is so uncomfortable for me. <laughs> All right, let's move on then Subject to trivia. Matter. Last uh, last week, the trivia was about uh, Zach Guilford. Is that his name? Yep. Uh, and uh, you asked what two shows was he on, and I could remember one, and, but not the title. But the answers were The Mob Doctor and Off the Map. Yes. He was a, a doctor on both of those, right? Uh, and, you know, I never watched The Mob Doctor. Because I thought he was like a guy at the who worked with her at the hospital. Okay. <clears throat> but he didn't know what was up with her. He didn't know about her mob ties. Um, and uh, uh, nobody got it right. No, nobody bothered answering. Well. <laughs> <laughs> nobody even looked it's it up. super easy. <laughs> yeah, it is. Just Google Zach Guilford. Or you just Google the family and click on somebody, some <laughs> names. No one gave a fuck is what happened. Um, but here's my question this week. And I'm going to tell you right now, it is a trick question. Okay. So the normal answer you think is normal is not normal because it's not a normal answer. But it is about Lost that we uh, previously discussed. Okay. Um, and it is connected because they share some of the same actors. But we all know that on Lost... There was a polar bear who lived on that island. Not, on, not, not only was it alluded to, but we actually saw the polar bear. It was shot. We know why it was there. There's a whole polar bear is a big part of Lost. Uh-huh. And of course, it's weird that there's a, a bear there. Even weirder that there's a polar bear because it's a tropical island. So that was a big deal in Lost. You can't talk about Lost without at least thinking about a polar bear, right? Okay. But there was another bear on that island. That people don't often talk about. There's another bear. Who was it? What was the name of that bear? And more importantly, this is a trick question. There's another bear on the island. Yes. What was the name of that bear? What was the name? 
the other bear. Uh, MC Ganey? <laughs> yes! MC Ganey! <laughs> Mr. Friendly was the bear on the island because he's a big, hairy, gay dude. The, right? Yes, but this is the laziest <laughs> trivia question. Why? I said it was a trick question. And how is it lazy? You sat there and figured it out. I think that's the most thinking about a trivia question you've ever done. But it's, it's lazy because it's not... Actually, a trivia question is just, Why it's, isn't it's it? just an excuse for you to make a joke. <laughs> yes, but it's in the, it's a joke in the guise of a trivia question. Right, well, because honestly, it. if you didn't watch Lost, you would have no idea, right? I guess if I didn't know MC Ganey was on Lost, or didn't know MC Ganey's name, or didn't know what he looked like. Right? Yeah, so okay. it's still trivia related, and you had to think of it, and people listening went, Ah, Paul, you son of a bitch. Well, at least you tell me it's a trick question. Well, that I would have to. Yeah. You can't get it unless I say it's a trick question, because then it's deceptive. I dropped my pen. It's deceptive <laughs> because, because uh, no, we don't do that here. All the yeah. other questions are for reals. Well, so, I'll, I'll use this as an excuse to bring up one of my favorite MC Ganey things ever. Okay. Uh, when he was on Cheap Seats, the, uh, the Scar Brothers show, yeah. show. I don't know if you remember this sketch, but they did a they did a sketch that was for a like what's the word I'm looking for? Like a health food bar, except it was not healthy. It was like right. a pure pure nougat bar that was specifically designed. For character actors to gain weight for roles. Oh, okay. And so they did testimonials with different character <laughs> actors. First was Steven Tobolowsky as himself. And then and I says, I'm Steven Tobolowsky. I've been in this movie and this movie. And then it cuts to MC Ganey. And he's like, hi, I'm, I'm MC Ganey. And I've been in way more movies than Steven Tobolowsky. <laughs> That's funny. Uh All right. Course, the connection, do you know what the connection is between the Scar Brothers, uh, Steven Tobolowsky, and MC Ganey? Nope. I can't remember the name of it. Is that? A, do you want to make that the trivia question? Sure. It has nothing to do with TV, I guess, except for cheap seats. It's a movie. Uh, yeah, they were all okay. Movies. So that's yeah, that, that's a, a question. So MC Ganey, Stephen Tobolowsky, and the Scar Brothers were all in a movie together. Is that is that the yes. the trivia question? So yes. what is the name of that movie? Yes. If you know, I don't know. So if you know the answer, write to Paul at thekingoftv.com, and uh, I got plenty of prizes to give out. Um, <laughs> funny. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I know someone who would have known that. Um, I still got plenty of crap to mail away that I that I will soon. Um, I want to say uh, this weekend we did the Batman reunion at Nerd Melt, and uh, I'll be putting that up on the feed soon. But I want to say uh, it is our last show there at Nerd Melt. <clears throat> they said thanks for your six shows and don't let the door hit you on the ass and way out. No, they were very nice. They just said you know we're moving on. So uh, you got six. You got you're like, you're like snuff box. Exactly, six, six and, out. and out. And I wanted to congratulate you, David, from having a perfect attendance record. <laughs> well, I really was going to go to the Buffy one, and I got stuck at work. This one I didn't know about until like the day before it happened. I will say I didn't promote it like I usually do. I, I did do a big push, but uh, it, it also fucking it rained all that day. That was the day that we had the fucking crazy rain. Friday, remember, yeah. during the yeah. morning. So, no, I don't give a fuck. It was fun. I did six shows with all my friends, and it was fun. I didn't bring this up to try to be bitter. I'm just saying, uh, that's the last one, so don't look for uh, any. But if you're in L.A. and you have a theater, you want me to do that show there, I'll be happy to do it. Um, and uh, you can also follow me on the Twitter, at Paul Goebel Show, um, and be my friend on the Facebook I will say I'm going to be a little more choosy about my Facebook friends because oh. some motherfucker just asked to be my friend and then tagged me in an Oakley's ad 
you know, the sunglasses. Yeah. You ever see that? What do you mean he tagged you in an Well, that's how pe- people, they collect friends, uh-huh. and then they'll put an ad, they'll, put, they'll post a picture that's just an ad for whatever, and then they'll just tag people with a lot of friends in it. So it shows up on my feed. It's like Paul Goebel has been tagged in this picture. But I'm not in it. He'll just tag me in it. How does that help him? Because then it shows that picture, which is an ad, uh, on my on my feed and everybody else's. Okay. Everyone who so is his is friend. So this is the guy who works for Oakley then? Or works for the ad agency? No, it's, 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 it's basically like a scam. It's people who, they collect emails or friends or whatever, and then... Send out all these things, and then they eventually get blocked, and then they start all over again. So, but this guy really wants as many people as possible to know about Oakley's. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't get this. No, strategy. it's not from. It's. It's not that he's being paid. I don't know who. I'm sure there's. Some, there's a very strict rules about this, but that's. It's just like a spammer. He's, he's a spammer, is what he is. By view or click or something. Yeah. So he's trying to get yeah. in front of you. Exactly. So yeah, it, it, you know, I have like over a thousand Facebook friends. So when it's on my page, there's a chance that a thousand people could see it. If one of them clicked on it, he just made money. That's how that's how the internet is. So he's right. just a spammer. But I'm gonna be more picky. If I see you only have we only have one or two friends in common, you go fuck yourself. It's not gonna happen. You don't come to me after you only have one or two. You come to me after you got five or ten. I'm Paul Goble, damn it. And who are you? I'm David Back. You can find me at battleshippretension.com and uh, email me at david at battleshippretension.com and follow me on Twitter at Davey Pretension. All right. Broad City. Yeah, let me say, okay. Let me just make a case to you. Uh huh. For however much longer we're doing this podcast. Uh huh. To me, this week is the perfect case for why my way. Of not necessarily always picking whatever the big premiere is uh-huh. is better. Dropping in mid-season on a show you know to be good is going to have better results mm-hmm. than trying to pick whatever the big new thing is because then we end up talking about Damien. Yeah, but I feel like okay. Well, I'm not going to. Uh, should I defend that? Are we going to talk about the show or talk about why your way of watching TV is better? Uh, we can do both. Okay, let's talk about this one first. Because my feeling is. Why preach to the choir? Okay. Why do we tell everybody about this show that's in its third season that Hillary Clinton enjoys? If Hillary Clinton has seen a show on Comedy Central, I'm pretty sure everybody's seen it by now. So why talk about it and preach to the choir? Now, I'm not saying that's not a reason, because I did that with The Big Bang Theory when Bob Newhart was on, and I've done that with other shows. Next week, I want to watch The Carmichael Show, which is right. technically in its second season. But it's about this big Bill Cosby thing, and I, you know, and that's I know it's going to be a big deal. So yes, there's reasons to to tap in, but to bring it back around to this episode, I didn't like it, uh-huh. and now a lot of it has to do with the fact that I'm not a huge fan of the show, and it doesn't mean it's a bad show. It's just not a show for me. I've already talked about how I don't enjoy seeing women in desperate situations because I have daughters and. And I, it brings up my own personal uh, issues I have with being a bad person. Okay. So oh, wait, were they? I mean, they had a rat problem, but were they in a desperate situation? Well, just time? just the fact that uh, the like the first scene, and I, I'm not. This is no judgment on anybody. I don't. I want to make it very clear. The show is great, and I am totally jealous of these two girls' success. They're hilarious. They're beautiful. Uh, they're killing it. I would. I would. Divorce my wife if I could work with Amy Poehler. It, it, they are amazing, and the fact that they're doing so many great things for comedy and for women is great. And I'm glad I'm alive to see it. 
in the first scene when she wakes up and she doesn't have her shirt on and you're supposed to go, hey, look at her blurred out boobs. My first thought is, my God, she looks so vulnerable sleeping there in her bed with her top off. It bothers me. And I'm not saying it bothers me because she shouldn't be doing it. I'm saying it bothers me because at any point, these girls could get attacked and something bad could happen to them. And it's my own personal hangups from having two daughters and a crazy ex-wife and a mom who refuses to die and all the women <laughs> in my life who, who uh, I am constantly protecting and at the same time protecting myself from. And I watch this show... And I know uh, her mom has been on. Alana's mom is, what, Susie Essman? Uh-huh. Right? And I know that. But they're basically, and this is the point of the show, but they're basically on their own. Hannibal is there as her sometimes boyfriend, and he's and good. And Jaime is her roommate. Right. But, and then Abby uh, yeah. has a roommate that we never see, but we see... Dan St. Germain, is that who that is? No, it's well, the other guy. No, the, the uh, fat guy you're talking about? Yeah, but that's not her... The whole joke is you're right. that that's her roommate's boyfriend. Right, right, right. There. And he's very funny, too. I love that guy. He was on uh, Marry Me. He was on that show. He's very oh, okay. funny. But he wasn't in this episode. No, he's right? only been in the first episode this season. Oh, okay. Um, so, so that's the whole point. But it bugs me because of my personal issues. It doesn't mean I don't enjoy the show. I just don't enjoy the, the show as much as I could. And just I'm, these young women being on their own is enough? Because they're women. It's basically the female version of workaholics, which I love. There's no reason for it. These girls on workaholics are no... It's a comedy. <laughs> you hate workaholics. You should know that. I think workaholics is hilarious. But I watch it and go, ha ha, these guys are so fucking stupid. They deserve everything they get. Uh-huh. I can't do that when I'm watching these two girls. Because, okay. Because it because makes you're me... you're a father of... Yeah, it makes me feel bad to go, ha ha, this stupid girl who keeps yelling rat bastard in the middle of a party every time she sees a rat... How you gonna? First of all, don't do that. You're in the middle of a party. Don't yell that. Second of all, you don't chase a rat. You're never gonna get catch a rat by chasing it. What I want to do is move to New York, get an apartment in their building, knock on their door, and go, "Hi, I hear you guys have a rat problem. Let me take care of this for you, girls. <laughs> go do go about your business, being young, beautiful, empowered women, and let me catch your rats for you. That's what I feel like when I'm watching the show. Okay, so there you go. Uh-huh. And it, and again. Not that the show isn't funny. I, it just bugs me, and I don't enjoy it. So, it could not be less of a judgment. Zero judgment on the show. Okay. Uh, I mean, I think that strikes me as odd, but not being in that in your position, I can't yeah. say how that I wouldn't feel the same. Well, I'll say um, that I will say what I like about the show. Like I said, Hannibal. I will watch. I love any excuse to watch Hannibal Burris. I like his role on the show. That he's uh-huh. kind of a weirdo. Uh-huh. You know, like he took all that. Uh, Harry or Larry and David food uh-huh. and like made these weird appetizers. That was yeah. pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, I liked all that. Uh, I liked the pool. Was this the pool episode where Abby was teaching? Uh, no, that was. Oh, is that a different episode? I guess that was last week. Oh, maybe I saw that at the end of something else. Uh, but there was something Abby did. Oh, she. Oh, it was when she hooked up with the UPS guy or whatever. <laughs> yeah. That was kind of funny and fun to me because uh, that was because he's a good looking guy. And I was like, sweet, she's going to hook up with this hot dude and then she came out and joked how they sex and then went nah it just made out yeah. <laughs> that made me laugh too uh, so yeah there's shit in the show that's funny but I can't watch it on a regular basis so that's what I liked about the show you know jokes and it made me laugh and all that here's what I like about the show and this, this episode did it it had things like the um, the whole Tinder run of Abby, oh, like that was very funny you're right guys. that's a the show I, I guess 
if I had to put Broad City in a category, you'd, you'd call it a sitcom, right? Sure. That's what it is. Yeah. But it has this heightened sense, and, these, and, and Abby and Lana and Broad City itself come from, like, the web series world. It was a web series first. So it, it has the feel sometimes of a sketch show. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because it'll have standalone the segments yeah. that'll be, like, uh, exaggerated. But it still has a continuity. It's mm-hmm. it, it's not just a sitcom. It's it's a it's a post golden age of American television like um, serialized you know yeah. sitcom that actually I, I thought of this when you thought about when, when you mentioned uh, that Alana shouldn't be yelling rat bastard in the, in the party every time she sees a rat. Yeah. But the thing is, what's great about Broad City is that's it's not just that that's funny in this episode. It's that that's so in line. With Alana, the character as we've come to know her, right. has no filter and no, okay, yeah. doesn't and, no, and doesn't really seem to understand what is considered <laughs> civil or what normal people do. Yeah, you're right. Because uh, in the few episodes I've watched, I remember the very first episode where she's working at Groupon or, or the Groupon-ish place, and she's being uh-huh. a dick. She's on her phone. She yeah. steals a bunch of shit to go sell it to buy weed. So yeah, oh, that's I, the first episode. Yeah, yeah. So I guess you're right. She's kind of a fuckhead. Yeah, and Abby's a little more put upon, but Ilana's a little more um, yeah. uh, aggressive. Well, as of last week, Ilana no longer works. She finally got fired from the uh, deals, deals, deals. Oh, place. really? Is that yeah. what it was called? Deals, deals, deals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's she a great got, uh, Vanessa Williams was the guest star as, oh. a, as a high-powered investor nice. who promoted her to promoted Ilana so, to social media manager, and then Ilana tweet. This is me. Perfect example of Alana not understanding what is normal in the rest of the world. Uh-huh. She tweeted on the um, <laughs> to promote a deal on Colonics. She <laughs> tweeted on the Deals 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 Twitter account a video of a man getting fucked by a horse <laughs> and okay. uh, got fired for it. That's funny. The other thing about the show, I just realized because it's great. Of course, this is their show. They're producers. Uh-huh. They write it. They're in charge. They're the showrunners. And when I see shows. You know, like uh, other shows about women that star women, like Whitney, where she's the producer, it's her show. I know that there are a bunch of dudes in suits got their fucking hands all in there Uh and making it worse than it needs to be. This show, I know that's not happening. I know maybe there was a little bit of it in the first episode or the first season. Yeah. But Amy Poehler is the big person in charge no one at county central is going to tell her what to do so they basically had her blessing and now that it's a hit obviously they're off and running doing whatever they want so when i watch it and i see them in these cringeworthy situations it doesn't make me mad it makes me upset because usually i see that and go man fuck this show some dude thought that would be funny to see her running down the street in her underwear but this show no, Alana Glazer thought it would be funny if she woke up and didn't have a shirt on uh-huh. and answered the phone. And I guess, okay, I guess that is funny. I'm not saying it's not. I just don't find it interesting. I, yeah, I don't know. It's not whole, my thing. Couple of things. Well, their whole uh, milieu that you find so troubling for them yeah. reminds me so much of living in Chicago as a college student and post college. Yeah. Uh, that I've, I, I don't know. I, I like shows that are about people who uh, don't have money. That actually yeah. feel authentic to that. It's the same reason I, that I think Roseanne is one of the great sitcoms of all time. Oh, um, yeah, because uh, yeah, on, they really were struggling. Yeah, they were. They were a normal. They were probably life. the most realistic working class family. Yeah. on TV. Um, yeah, Roseanne. This is not about Roseanne. We we're talking about, but Roseanne did something that you never, to this day, you still very rarely see this, especially in a sitcom. The characters had 
a limited wardrobe where yeah. like shirts, certain shirts and jackets would like reappear. Whereas yeah. if you watch Modern Family, there's like they have all new clothes every week. They're brand new. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, and I love that you'd see just uh, the a plaid shirt on on John Goodman. Uh, you'd see it every few episodes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, okay, another side. Broad City's great, but another tangent okay. that you think of uh, was Whitney Cummings. Mm-hmm. Um, now I don't know. I, I haven't seen as much of her stand up. Okay, I've heard her on some podcasts. I do think she's funny. Mm-hmm. John Mulaney it's clearly funny. Mm-hmm. They both had terrible, terrible sitcoms, right? Yeah. What? Well, yeah. I mean, there there was. I'm not gonna say they were completely useless, but. There was things about them. I liked John Mulaney's sitcom. I, I okay. know it was bad, objectively, but I loved Martin Short, and I loved him on the show, so I watched it every week for that. Well, I think my point is, from, for someone who hadn't seen an episode of either, they yeah. both have a reputation of being very bad sitcoms. Yeah, well, there are right? certainly failures. Um, do you? Th- I feel like there's maybe some sexism. I feel like the culture has been willing to say, well, John Mulaney's funny, but the sitcom was bad, whereas people say, Whitney Cummings, her show sucks, she sucks. Yeah. I, and, I, yeah. and that kind of bothers me. Yeah, I agree. I was just today watching her on uh, an episode of Seth Meyers. Uh, she was talking about her latest stand-up special, and she was on there selling it. She wasn't like when he's when you know Will Forte or one of his buddies are on there, mm-hmm. and they're being hilarious, but they're kind of sharing stories and whatever. She was doing bits. She was ta- said, you know, at least three times. She said, and I talk about this in my special. You know, she was right. clearly promoting her fucking special, and she was working hard. And it, I was like, I was impressed. Yeah. But because she also looked great, she had this awesome dress on, and she was there to work. And and at one point, they were talking about dogs or whatever and reproducing. And he goes, well, speaking of reproduction, reproduction, and she goes, oh my god, that's the best segue ever. <laughs> He's like, I'm pretty good at this. And she's like, you are the best. You guys have no idea how great he is at this. And he goes, watch, everyone. Speaking of reproduction, you just froze your eggs. (laughs) And everybody fucking clapped. And it was funny. And, like, that's what you should do when you're promoting yourself and you're special. And I was watching it going, you know, not only do I find her funnier than I did an hour ago, I find her more attractive, too. Because I used to think, because she's real skinny, and you know that's not my thing. And I used to think, man, gross. Like, (laughs) those high cheekbones, she looks like Skeletor. But she looked great. She looked like she put on a little weight. And she she was on an episode of Workaholics a couple weeks ago, too. She was very funny on that. But you're right. It's totally sexist because you can go back and say... You know, someone goes, well, who's John Mulaney? And you go, well, do you like Stefan? I love Stefan. Well, there you go. Then uh-huh. you like John Mulaney. Right, right. But with Whitney, you could easily do that. The problem is, you're right. It's sexism. People don't want to. You could say, uh, I mean, I don't know anything off the top of my head, but you could say, do you like this thing? Well, a, a, be- a better example of that is the chick who was on Win Ben Stein's Money. Do you remember that? In the middle, there was a girl host between Jimmy and Sal. I think I stopped le- watching after Jimmy. Oh, I'm I sure you did. Sal either. Sal, yeah, Sal, his cousin. It was Jimmy, and then uh, he left, and they replaced him with this girl. I can't remember her name, but she was not very popular. Um, and then she left, and Jimmy came back for a while, and then it was Sal. But that was a perfect example because everybody loved Jimmy Kimmel. He's the man, the man show. And truth be told, back then, Jimmy Kimmel was not very funny. I mean, he's a lot <laughs> funnier now, clearly. But back then, he was just a dupe. He was just a dick on the radio, and he, Adam Carolla, he set up Adam Carolla for funny jokes. Um, 
So it wasn't like he was so great, but she got on. People gave her all kinds of shit, but she's gone on, not just gone on, but she's written some of the best screenplays and TV shows ever. She's like really funny and talented. She doesn't even perform anymore. She just fucking kills it in screenplays. So yeah, you're right. It's totally sexist, I think, in Whitney. And also because she's pretty. Women, uh, not just women, but dudes hate that. When women are pretty and funny, uh-huh. and then they better fucking kill it. They better be awesome, you know, like Jennifer Lawrence. You know, she's beautiful <laughs> and really, really talented. Because if she wasn't, people would hate her. She'd be like, uh, who is it people hate? Anne Hathaway. She'd be Anne Hathaway. I like Anne Hathaway. I do too. There's the, Why do people hate her? She's beautiful. She's talented. She's personable. But because she makes one or two b- bad movies and she annoys a few people... They say fuck it, right? It's yeah, it's sexism. It totally is. Same thing with the people do with Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders. Okay, it's true. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, another trivia question. What? Do We're you, lousy with trivia questions today. Do you know where I first uh, encountered Whitney Cummings? She was on a very short, very short-lived sketch comedy show that aired on My Network TV. No, I feel like we talked about this before. I think we did, too. What was the name of it? Uh, should I write it down, or should I just tell you? Yeah, just tell Okay, I didn't know it was going to be the trivia question. Well, I don't know. Was... People didn't want to answer the one last yeah. week. They're not going to want to answer two this week. <laughs> it was the Tony Rock Project. Oh, right. The Tony Rock. Yeah, you asked me about the Tony Rock Project before. Yeah, I had his Wow, name. who else was on that? Uh, those are the two names that I That's remember. Chris Rock's brother, right? Yeah. Yeah, I... Yeah. I hate it when I see someone's brother or sister go on TV to oh, try to do something. John Heffron was on it. Oh, my good friend John Heffron from Last Comic Standing. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, obviously Damien is fucking bullshit. Oh, and here's the other here's the other thing that showed Damien. Um, I was thinking. I know this has a connection to Lucifer, other than it being a bad show about the devil. Uh-huh. It's got another connection. And I realized Sam Neill, who played Damien in the third movie, uh-huh. was on Alcatraz. Uh-huh. With that, in, and that girl who was the cop on Al- Alcatraz, uh-huh. she's the girl from Damien. Oh, I didn't realize. Detective Baby, as Paul J. calls her. <laughs> Paul J. was watching Alcatraz after it got canceled and said, this should be called The Adventures of Hurley and Detective Baby. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah so that show's bullshit and Broad City's great Um, but I'm sorry if I made you guys watch Damien so next week where are you going David what's up going to Mexico really yeah what are you going to do there uh, to Merida we're going to go visit visit the ruins at uh, Chichen Itza okay and uh, mostly just uh, and get ruined yeah hang out with some Mexican liquor yeah yeah yeah, beers and tequilas okay well my friend Paul Sibis will be here next week you know Paul Sibis? I don't. He's a very funny comedian. He is one of my favorite local comedians here in L.A. He's super funny. Uh, and uh, originally I wanted to watch The Daredevil because it second season premieres this week on Netflix. But then I changed my mind. I want to watch The Carmichael Show. Right. The uh, Cosby episode, which airs tonight. So he said he would watch Daredevil. <laughs> okay. So that's what we're watching next week is uh, the tonight's episode. I think it's called Fallen Heroes or something like that of Carmichael and the premiere of daredevil on netflix and there's other shit going on too this week a lot of good shows have you watched these other shows on netflix uh flaked oh no that will arnett one yeah it's funny because we watched it last night and it takes place in venice it's about him and his buddies who live in venice venice california yes 
And it's everything that I hate about Venice. <laughs> everything in this show is the reason either why you love Venice or hate Venice. Like people who live in Venice watch the show and go, hooray! Because he's riding his bike at a place he shouldn't ride it. He, uh, everybody's in a fucking 12-step program. Everyone's got an asshole hat or beard or both. Uh, everyone's fucking obsessed with coffee. It's every reason why you don't want to go to Venice is in this show. And conversely, every reason why you moved there in the first place yeah. is in I, this I, show. I think I'm kind of with you on Venice. I think I mean, there's some a couple good restaurants. I feel like you yeah, could have. Fuck it. I think you could have a nice evening in Venice, but that's it. And yeah. stay as far away from the boardwalk. As Absolutely, possible. yeah. And maybe especially my least favorite place in Los Angeles if, is the Venice boardwalk. Yeah, especially if you live in the valley. Just don't bother. You're going way out of your way for very little return. <laughs> it's not worth it. If you live in Hollywood. Or, especially if you live in, like, Beverly Hills, Venice is, like, your North Hollywood. That's your ghetto. Because it's still pretty nice compared to, like, the real ghetto or North Hollywood. <laughs> but if you live in Beverly Hills, yeah. So that show was, I mean, Will Arnett's on it, you know, and he's great. Uh, and it's interesting, but I don't know. There's another, also one called The Characters. Netflix presents The Characters, and it's like a sketch show where they gave oh, all these comedians right. an hour to basically just do a sketch show. And Lauren Lapkus is the first one. And a couple other people who are funny, but not like big, big names. So it's kind of cool. The first one I didn't like with Lauren Lab because I didn't really dig it. So it's, is that, is it sketch stand up? No, all sketches. All sketches. It's basically like uh, a sketch show featuring one person. It's like SNL so if there was only a host. <laughs> uh, a bunch of, a bunch of comics get the Louis C.K. deal, but just for one episode. Right. Essentially. Well, no, because it's sketches. Right, but if his show were just one episode, it would be... Would it? Uh, well, it'd no. be self-contained. There's a through line on Louis. You're talking about Louis? There's yeah, a through line on Louis. There wouldn't be if there were only one episode. <laughs> yeah, there so. literally couldn't But be. they're also doing characters. He just plays Louis. Like, Lauren Atkins is playing all these I just mean characters. they get freedom to do whatever they want. I guess. But it's not, it was on Netflix, but it's not like she said the F word over and over again. But she could have if she wanted to. Hey, I can too. <laughs> okay. Then Maybe that, I will. That makes you Louis C.K. That's right. So if you're going to say it, I'm going to sit here and watch this. You what doesn't kill us is making us stronger. What's going to last longer than that greatest wall in China? Oh, 